Space Croutons! Space Croutons, season 3.14. of the circumference of any circle to the diameter of that circle, regardless of the circle size, this ratio will always equal pi. Well, Sally, it's that time again. Time for another podcast for our Space Croutons listeners. We're broadcasting from our reliable old Van Helsing mobile studio, from an undisclosed location as per usual. What's on the schedule for today, Sally? We start with a message recently received through the desk at the Roach Hotel. Vera sent this along to us for review by our listeners. We also have a story from Seaver this week. He has had a very interesting encounter through the ham radio on his family's property. And finally we have a message from our very loyal and prolific sponsor Beckett Industries. They are promoting TV World, that new television streaming service that streams all the episodes of your favorite shows from each dimension where the shows are playing. Which do you want to play first, Cordy? Cue up the commercial first, Sally. Very well. Ever feel like none of your choices in television entertainment is fitting your needs? So many choices, and nothing really interesting to watch. You just finished binging on your new favorite, and now you are totally bummed because there are no more episodes to view. Here at Ziggy's Computers and Handlinks, we have the perfect solution to your viewing needs. All you require is our special handlink device that works as a universe remote for your television, and you will be able to view the episodes of your favorite program in all of the different dimensions where the program exists. Ever wondered what your favorite show would be like in the zombie dimension? Or maybe you would prefer it from the perspective of Middle Earth. Possibly the Old West dimension is the corral you would enjoy. Or you cannot get enough of the shows from the Holiday Happiness dimension. No matter which genre you want to explore, you can do it now without having to time travel or dimension jump. 
You can have thousands of entertaining diversions without ever leaving the comfort of your cozy couch. Just order our hand link from Ziggy's Computers and Hand Links and then press the button marked TV World. With the TV World button, your viewing options become unlimited. Now you can enjoy the entertainment options from throughout the dimensional spectrums. And no matter what your budget for entertainment, we can build a service plan that fits your needs and your funds. Just dial star 88 on any device or go online to ziggyscomputersandhandlinks.com and order your hand link to get started. Ziggy's Computers and Handlinks is a division of Beckett Industries. Beckett Industries, striving to serve all of your time travel needs and now your entertainment needs as well. We look forward to serving you. Happy time travels. And we're back. Vera and I have been discussing the message she received at the hotel. An envelope was left in one of the mailboxes behind the reception desk. The message was printed in block letters on a high-quality stationery. After reading it through, we agreed our audience should hear it. By way of preparation, listeners, grab some paper and something to write with. The message is in code, and we'd like your assistance in deciphering it. Please, go ahead and read the message for us, Sally. I could decode it first for the audience. Doggone it, Sally. We already talked about this. Let us humans exercise our brain power, would you? It's like my dad used to say. Brains are made for thinking, and that's just what they'll do. One of these days, your brain is going to think all over you. And I'll have to clean up the mess. So go sit out on the porch so I can just sweep it out in the yard for the chickens. So, I promise, Sally, if we cannot figure it out in a few days, then we will let you have at it. Just read out the coded message, would you please? I swear AIs are trying to make us humans obsolete. The message reads as follows. 3 break 5 and break 5 U break X2 SL break 3 O break Z2 1 S break in 3 ETU period. GS340 ET break X3 MM break G5 MM period. 3 X MM break Z2 1 break C4 break CO4 YU question mark. UI4 break H25 U. That is the message, friends. We need your help. In determining the content of the message, please send your ideas to our website, basecroutons.com, or call us here at the podcast. I feel I must warn you, though, that Vera and I both believe this to be a coded communication from our unidentified murderer. While we have several suspects and we aren't yet sure of the actual identity of the most likely candidate, I feel it would be an error not to remind you that one of the suspects has publicly, through the use of our podcast, threatened harm to anyone who helps us out. So take care, listeners. If you choose to respond, we will understand if you want to remain anonymous. Enough about that for now. Let's hear this story from Seaver. Seaver, are you there, little buddy? Yes, Curdy, I'm here, and Sally is correct. I have a most cool story to tell you. I'm not sure it's even believable. Well, let's hear it, and we can let the listeners judge for themselves. As for me, I know that you are entirely trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. Thanks, Curdy, for that endorsement. I'll be sure to let my scout troop leader know. 
Well, my story begins a couple weeks back when I was fiddling around with the ham radio out in the station building in the clearing on our property when I tuned in a garbled voice calling out for help. I immediately began to record the transmission in case it was important. Well, that was very good and quick thinking, Seaver. So, you have the recording of the conversation. Do you want to play it for us now? If you are okay with me playing it, I can do it right now. Sure. Go ahead. Okay. Here it goes. Hello? You have reached radio operator KWTBN. Who am I speaking with? Quiet, everyone. We reached someone. Hello? Who did you say you were again? We need help. My name is Seaver, and who are you? My name is Russell. I'm here on a deserted island with six others. Our boat was damaged, and we really need to get back to civilization. We're not entirely sure of our location, but if you could give us your location and what time it is there, that could help us determine more generally where we are. My family is in hiding right now for some reasons I cannot disclose to you, so I cannot help you out by giving my location. Is there something else I could do? Look out, Bobby. Sorry about that, Seaver. Someone entered the hut and nearly crashed into the radio antenna that I have rigged up. That's okay. I asked if there's another way I could help you. Why don't you tell me what time it is and where you are? I can search up the general location for you. Well, it's mid-morning here. Sunrise was about four hours ago. Okay, that helps. But I guess I really should ask, what day, month, and year is it, and where are you? Well, we've been shipwrecked almost a year. It's September 16th, 1965, unless I've missed a day or here or there. That's an odd question, Seaver. It should be the same day where you are, right? 1965? Oh no, I was worried about that. You see, it's 2023 where I am. It seems you may have reached me by radio through a time portal. It is possible that you are calling to me from another dimension entirely. What? No, that's not possible. How could this happen? You're saying that even if I knew the exact coordinates of my island in your time and dimension, I would have been on the island for over 58 years? Yes. And you may not be even on the island in my time. There are slight changes in each dimension, so the island may not be the same. Any number of variations could exist. Excuse me, Seaver. I'm sorry, but I need to relay the message to the others on the island. Stay calm, John. Very well. Uh, you talk to him while I try to explain to everyone else. Hello, sir. My name is Jim. I want you to know that money is no object. If you can rescue us from this island, I will happen give you any amount of money up to half of my considerable fortune. You see, my wife and I are stuck here with some others, and there is no cultural activity whatsoever. The conditions are fairly abominable. Darling, tell him about how we have no ballet, no symphony, no bridge club, nothing whatsoever worthwhile. Yes, my dear. What my wife just said is completely true. Not a single luxury of any kind here. We tried to put on a play to cheer up the actress stuck on the island with us, but that did not turn out as expected. I had to replace the actress with my wife, and that whole episode turned out to be a mistake. And don't forget to mention that my diamonds have been stolen this year, too. This place is a horror show. I am not sure how much longer we can possibly stand it. Yes, my dear. Recently, a large ape stole my wife's diamond brooch, and then the gorilla kidnapped her. We've endured false hopes of rescue, deranged World War II soldiers, headhunters, and jungle boys. Please remember, darling, 
twice now we've been visited by a very confused pilot who was more directionally challenged than our previous chauffeur. Please say that you can help us. Again, as my husband told you, money is no object. Look, your money may not be of any help in this situation. I'm not an expert on time porters and interdimensional travel, but I will share your story with some friends of mine, and I will see what they have to say about it. I'm sorry you're trapped in an island away from civilization, though. It is excruciating, my boy. Entirely excruciating. Here's the professor. Did I hear you say that some of your friends may be able to help you figure out how to save us from the island? Well... I can't promise anything, but I will share your story with them. That's great. I have so many ideas for new inventions when we get back to civilization. And my book, Fun with Ferns, can finally get published. Do you mind talking to some of the others here? We're kind of starved for human interaction other than each other, that is. Sure. Put them on. Well, hey, you sound kind of young. I hope you don't mind if I call you little buddy. My name is Alan. The professor tells me you might be able to help us get off this island. That would be a great relief for me. You see, I feel responsible for us all being here, as I was the skipper of the boat, the SS Minnow. The stranded is here. It has been a real mess over the last year. I'm just glad we salvaged some parts of the radio, and the professor, I mean Russell, was able to get it working enough to reach you. I really can't say that I understand all the talk about time portals and dimensions, but we have got to get out of this place. I've got places to go and things to do. I plan to join the Navy when I get back to civilization. Is there still a U.S. Navy in 2023? Oh yeah, there sure is. But I don't think I should give you any details about this timeline, in case it's your future. I wouldn't want to cause any disastrous effects to occur. Good thinking. Somebody else wants to talk to you now. Here's Dawn. Seaver? Hello. My name is Dawn. You know, like the sunrise? I'm hoping you can check to see if any of my relatives are still living in Winfield, Kansas. The Steinbrenners? Evelyn and Joe Wesley were my folks. They live, or lived, on Bliss Street. I'm hoping that you might get word to them that I love them. Could you? You know, there's no place like home. Well, that's all from me. Thanks. I will see what I can do. Here's the professor again. Oh, I'll take a turn on the bike now, Bob. You look like you're getting tired. I'm still processing what you shared about the time portals and different dimensions. It sounds like some crazy science fiction to me, but who would believe that I could reach anyone on a radio transmitter held together with coconut fibers and powered by a homemade bicycle? I will share this with my friends, I promise. We will try to bring you all home. You know, I have been thinking that your island must be near a time portal for the radio waves to be able to travel through it. This could also explain some of the visitors you've been getting on the island. I mean, a World War II soldier could have stumbled into the time portal, I suppose. Headhunters could do the same. Just about anything is possible with trying to travel, you know? Hold on, Seaver. Bob's trying to get my attention. That is all I have for the first recording. Something happened and we lost contact. But a few days later, I was able to make contact again. I recorded that encounter as well. Let's hear that tape, too, if it's handy. All right, here goes. Hello? Can anybody hear me? I can hear you. You reached radio operator KWTBN, otherwise known as Seaver. Oh my, I can't believe I've reached you. My name is Tina. We have been trying for over 50 years to get back in touch with you. You are the same Seaver that told us about time portals and dimensional travel, aren't you? If you are with the group stranded on the island, yes, I am the same person, but I talked with Russell and the rest of your group just a couple of days ago. A couple of days ago for you... 
but over 50 years for us. It has been 50 years since we last talked to you. We were rescued one time, and by a very strange turn of events, we ended up back here on the same island with the same people. I should have never listened to Sherwood. This one trip totally ruined my career. How many roles are there for an 89-year-old actress? Believe me, even if I was back in civilization now, I wouldn't have many people clamoring for my services. I am so sorry. It gets worse. All the others on the island with me have died. I am the last one left. Jim went first in 1989. Then Alan was next in 1990, followed by Natalie in 1991. Bob went in 2005, then Russell in 2014. Dawn was the last friend I had on the island, but she died in 2020. Even the newsman is gone. We haven't gotten a voice out of this radio since 93. I keep trying, though. The radio and you felt like my only chance to escape. Recently, I have felt a strange and ominous presence on the island once again. What do you mean? Didn't you say you were on the island alone? Have you ever had the sense that someone was watching you, but when you look around you can't see anyone? Yes, I have. It gives me the creeps and makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. Exactly what I was talking about. Several times over the years, especially around the time of the deaths of my friends, I would get this horrible sense of an evil presence on the island. It seemed strongest around the lagoon. Do strange things ever show up in the lagoon? All the time. Once it was a bank robber, a headhunter came, a magician's chest, and another time a case of seeds that grew fantastically large vegetables very quickly. Incredibly, an inflatable life raft appeared. At that time, we guessed that the raft was from the boat that originally shipwrecked us here, but could it have come through the time portal? During the first year we were on the island, I remember that a very attractive surfer with his surfboard landed on the island, too. I could go on and on about the things that showed up in that lagoon. I am betting that the time portal is very close to the lagoon. It could explain a lot of things. I have to tell you, I am afraid most of the time now. Being here by myself is creepy enough, but I recently found a coded message carved in a rock. It was left right outside my hut. I go in and out of the hut each day, and I know it wasn't there until the day it just showed up. So I know that someone else has been on the island with me. That sounds like a most reasonable explanation. Tell me about the message. I haven't been able to decode it completely, but I believe that it is a substitution code. Before I was stranded on the island for the second time, I played the part of a spy in a thriller. My character was given a message that looked a lot like this. I can tell you that some of the letters are double letters that are the same. The person making the code left spaces in between what I think are words, and he or she included punctuation marks. If I'm right, the code has three sentences and a signature. The hair on the back of my neck is standing up now for sure. Read the code to me, please. Let me go get it. I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. Are you ready for me to read it out to you? Yes, I'm all set. I'm going to write it down as you read it out to me. 
All right, here goes. Three, break. Five, N, break. Five, U, break. X, two, S, L, break. Three, O, break. Z, two, I, S, break. N, three, E, T, U, period. G, S, three, four, O, E, T, break. X, three, M, M, break. G, five, M, M, break. Three, X, M, M, break. Z, two, one, break. C, four, break. O, four, Y, U, question mark. U, one, four, break. Five, two, five, U. That's all of the scratching on the rock. I've got it. You have been working on the code, and I think you have part of it figured out, right? Tina? Are you there, Tina? She never came back on, Curdy. Something happened to our connection. I've tried to get back in touch, but so far, no luck. Well, this is pretty wild, Seaver, but also very familiar. You know what this story reminds me of? No, I can't say that I do. Gilligan's Island, an old sitcom from the 1960s. In it, there were seven people trapped on an island. A skipper and his first mate, one called the professor. There was a millionaire and his wife a young woman who came from Kansas, and an actress. They were always finding things washed up in a lagoon. The island was visited all the time by people, bank robbers, head hunters, even a World War II Japanese soldier. Some of these very same incidents that were mentioned by the people in the tape you just shared. How could a sitcom become a real-life experience for real people, though? Well, I don't have the answers, but my guess would be that in their dimension, all of the people are living through what here are the results of our creativity and imagination. Are you saying there could be a dimension where Pokemon are a real thing? Sort of what happened in Birmingham with a Vulcan statue in the episode called Vulcan Secret? That's right. On the other hand, if our imaginations are made real in other dimensions, I would not want to experience some of the horror shows I've seen. What if the same thing is happening with the plots of books, too? The outcomes are pretty terrifying to think about. Yeah, I guess you were right about that. I've got to go now. My friends from band are getting together for a movie this afternoon. Oh man, I'll never be able to watch a movie the same way again now. It is a sobering thought. Take care, friend. You too. Bye. Well, Sally, what did you think of what Seaver shared today? It is pretty fantastical. I have been scanning the history of Gilligan's Island and the history of the actors in the series. The death dates Tina mentioned are the correct years for the deaths of the actors here in our dimension. The items mentioned as having appeared in the lagoon are also found in the episodes of the series. There is a strong correlation between the television series and the events spoken of today. Not surprising to me, Sally. All of the first names of the people mentioned on Seaver's tapes are the same as the first names of the actors in the Gilligan's Island series. Sometimes life is stranger than fiction, and in this case, life may be the result of fiction. And I want to point out something even more fantastical, Cordy. The coded message we received from Vera is the same one that Tina gave Seaver. That makes it even more imperative that we decode it. Well, it's that time again. Time to say farewell, dear friends. That coded message that we received has kind of distorted my normal peaceful existence, but I pray that you will be able to keep peace in your hearts until our next story time.
If you want to join in, I might have to have some hints. Tell your friends and neighbors, we'll be adding capers to the space group on season 3.14. Let's go! is a work of original fiction. Similarities to persons, situations, or events, real or fictional, is coincidental and unintentional. Created and written by Jerry, Jace, John, Della, and Jeff Goodson. Episode story by Della. Original music by Della, Jeff, John, and Jerry. Production by Della, John, Jerry, Patsy, and Jeff. Featuring the voice talents of Patsy Puckett, Faye Shaw, Levi Blakesley, Della, John, Jerry, Jeff, and Sally. Entire work, copyright 2022 by Jeff, John, Jerry, Della, and Jace Goodson. This has been a Good Witch Audio production.